Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. As always, I am joined with big old Jamie McCulloch. And <laughs> hey, <laughs> I see someone in a brand new studio. It's Alex Jones. Yes. Hello. Welcome to the Masturbatorium. Finally, <laughs> finally built. I'm glad you committed can you, to the can name. Can you get like a, 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 a brass uh, plaque that says J- Jonesy's Masturbatorium? I'll put it right there. Jonesy's so Masturbatorium. Yeah. Pronounce that word again, Chris. A, a plaque? Plaque. A plaque? Could, plaque. You get a pl- Could you get a plaque back there? Why don't you fuck yourself? <laughs> All right. Uh, so for those who don't know, if you're joining us for the first time, thank you so much for watching us. We are a gaming podcast and we talk about other shit as well, as you can probably tell. Uh, we are on YouTube, which is youtube.com forward slash super show pod. And we are also on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, fucking Stitcher, Deezer, I don't know, any any of those. Check it out. If we're not on there, send me a note and I will try and get us on your podcast platform of choice. Or just join now, another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're not using Spotify, iTunes, or Google Podcasts, like, come on. <laughs> uh, this episode sponsored by Google. No. Um, <laughs> Okay, so we, you know, we uh, are sponsored by Patreon because this uh, this podcast would not be possible without the help of a few of our friends. And I just want to give some shout-outs, if that's okay with you guys. Do it. Oh, of course. All right, so I'm talking about Brett Zerbrick, Hacksaw Book Read, Mindful Pig, P-Swad, Tristan Harris, William Sherry, and of course... The big boys, the guys who really make all of this possible week in, week out. Thank you guys Hello so and- much. It is Lonnie Thompson and Skylar Music. You guys are absolute fucking legends. I, I, I want to give a bit of a teaser as to what we're going to be talking about today. Because it's not going to be like an, our, our normal podcast session. It's going to be mostly like that. But there's a segment we're going to add into it. Where we're going to talk about what games you can play during this uh, lockdown uh, and that could extend to, hey, what games are you going to play during uh, a viral apocalypse? Hmm? The end of days is what it is now. Sure. <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. Yeah. I kind of flip-flop between thinking like it's the worst shit ever to thinking maybe this is how life should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good because it's what life's going to be for a while. So <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. But before we get into that, guys, I want to talk about our comment of the week. If you want to be featured in our comments of the week, just leave a little comment down below on our YouTube video and let us know. You can also vote for other comments if you think they are particularly spicy or saucy. Right, so this week's uh, comment of the week goes to Rodrigo. And he says, ah, yes, I remember calling you guys the bad boys of gaming of the gaming industry. Presumably I'm talking about when we're all-time gaming. Jonesy said he didn't think that. This podcast, though, Jamie says... Fuck off! I'm gonna live my motherfucker. I'm gonna live my life, motherfucker. I'm playing a video game. And Chris says, "Dude, I joke off five times a day. My wrists are fine." <laughs> this is the quality content I subscribed for. Your team chemistry is great. And finally, got debt out of the way, so was able to be a Patreon. Thank you so much, Rodrigo. And we will see you in the Discord because hey, if you want to join our Discord server, two dollars on Patreon. What's it going to cost you? $2. Let's I, do it. I've got to say as well, I stand corrected. Rodrigo's right. We are the bad boys of the gaming industry. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I like that title. The bad boys. Bad boys. <laughs> bad boys. <laughs> like, wouldn't the bad boys do? of the gaming industry be like taking a shit on Reggie fils <laughs> Like ambushing him in well, public and just dude, shitting on him. We're, we're a couple of episodes away from that. We're, we're desperate for views. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. This <laughs> week, we snuck something. up behind Phil Spencer and 
slit his throat. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and guys, just uh, we're not usually going to do something like this, but I do want to give a very special shout out to Joker Twenty Two because we didn't mention him in the in, in last week's episode. No, listen, listen. And he got seriously butt hurt, and he had a little cry, and he said, "Oh my God, I've been with you guys since 2016." So you know what, Joker Twenty Two, thank you. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. We didn't mention. Uh, we about obviously missed out. We, we gave shout outs. Yeah, we gave shout outs to a lot of people, and we, we can't we can't shout them all out. Okay, and. There we go. Worst right, segment guys. idea ever. So now Whatever. what's going to happen before next week is everyone's going to say in the comments, I can't believe you didn't say me, Chris. It's and not going to happen ah! again. It's not going to happen again. I don't care if you were subscriber number one on ATG. It doesn't matter. It's, oh, it's not. I wonder not who happening. was number one. I'm one of us, probably. Yeah. It's got to be Chris. <laughs> Chris, Chris is you- It's probably one of us, right? No, Josie's right. It was you, Chris, because you're always the first person to like message everyone in your direct family everyone who shares your bloodline and be like you've got to subscribe to this channel it's life or death if that was fucking true dude i actually i don't ask my my family to to join anything that i do because i'd just be too embarrassed yeah you know what i'm actually the same like talking about fucking porn stars and jerking off and shit like i don't don't want them listening to that my my mum would drop it in conversation that she'll she'll mention something i'm like when did i tell you that and she's like oh no it was on your podcast you're like what I could not deal with that. <laughs> yeah, that's no. even worse. That's like that's like stealth listenership. Right, that's, that's it. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm sending the podcast to Jamie's mum and dad before next week. No, you're fucking <laughs> not. None of them know what I've done with my life for the last seven years, and that's not Honestly, changing. that was great. That was like intense fear for a split second in no. Jamie's eyes. It was excellent. Don't well, worry, guys. Was, yeah, I was trying look, to think we, we got, we got the new segment it, to go can. into, and we got this uh, additional segment. But before we do that, let's let's catch up on what we've been doing. Yes. Right? Yeah, let's. So, I mean, the the obvious one to start off with, I guess, is Jonesy. You've got a new fucking studio. Let's talk about oh! it. Well, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of, a lot of building, a lot of gluing. So this is, um, it's not a studio. It's just my garage. And this is some wood <laughs> that I have glued acoustic foam to. More for aesthetics, because anyone will know that this stuff isn't actually very good for sound absorption. So if you hear my dog or a truck go by, I apologize. Um, <laughs> but I'm, yeah, I was saying to you boys before the show, look, Pride of place. I've got some cool shit from ATG. So I've got the little ATG mic. It's a little sleeve. Nice. Just there. That's probably going to be too small for people to see. But Should yeah, show a little. Oh, yeah, yeah, bring it up to the camera. Better show and oh, tell. Oh, man. You've got, you got some Peter Jackson stuff going on there. There you go. With your forced perspective. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that looks like a mile away from me. <laughs> <The ones, laughs> we had the other the day with the, the whiteboard. It was like you thought my arms were 18 feet long, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so hopefully I'll be able to. I, w- I won't have to disturb my wife and children um, in doing the podcast for you guys. I'd love it if we were recording the podcast. All of a sudden, the garage door opens and uh, <laughs> your wife starts hooting. Get the fuck out of the way, Jonesy! I did just. I, say I like it. to imagine that your your own wife calls you Jonesy. She does. Well, she calls me Jones, and I call her Jones, which can get confusing. It's kind uh. of it's kind of weird. So hold on, when you're doing the nasty and you're like, oh yeah, take it, Jones, then yeah. you're talking to yourself. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of weird. It works. It works for both of us. <laughs> Goodness hey, gracious. I'm, I'm not here to kink shame, right? <laughs> Good. Uh, but no, if you hear my dog or my kid, uh, he came out a minute ago and was like, Daddy, Daddy, where are you? Then I apologize for you. Bless him. I'm in the The big question, Alex Jones, have you finished yeah. any games? I have finished a game. What? Uh, I finished Shadow of the Colossus a couple of days ago. So, Very nice. Hell yeah. Very nice. Um, yes. So just just another 55 games to finish? Just and, another uh, 55 to finish. I'll tell you what, though. I, I'm going to say, so I was I kind of knew the end of Shadow of the Colossus. Um, 
But well, I should hope so. We covered it on ATG. No, but I mean, I, you know, I did my thing where I, I don't remember on purpose. Um, <laughs> but I, I kind of think like it worked out all right for Wanda in a weird yeah. way because his aim was to was to resurrect his bow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, okay. He, sat, he he took out all the demons, uh, which well, sorry, the colossi, which were all part of a big bad colossi. No, no, yeah. they weren't. They were. No, they were. No, they, they weren't. Were, they were. They were the they, sixteen they, parts they was, of Dormin. They were. They were the. They were Do, the reason that Dormin was the dude's name. Dormu was sealed away. Yeah, or whatever. Do, Dormin. No, yeah, yeah, is they, the, they were the, the sixteen. Dormin, they housed no, the sixteen parts of Dormin that was divided up and spread yeah, among the colossi. Dorm, Dormin's the bad guy. The colossi are the innocent things keeping Dormin locked away. And you just no, then them, I see. No, they're not. They're parts of Dormin. Each each part of Dormin yeah, was taken what, what, into what, what, a but thing. But the point of the point of Shadow of the Colossus is that the Colossi are like completely innocent things no, that go not. about their. They, Jonesy, they live <laughs> in a, a mystical land. They're not, they're not around anything. They're literally what the point of Shadow of the Colossus is that Wanda is so blinded by what he wants for himself yes. that he's willing to go into other people's habitats and kill innocent creatures. So, and he's so un, like un, unaware of what's going on around him that he's actually being tricked by an evil demon the whole time. He's, he's so and he's not even, he's not even that tricked, right? He kind of know, you, He must know kind of what's going on. He doesn't know what's going to happen at the end. <laughs> if no, he, no, he, he's he must die he knows, soon. He knows it's like a really bad thing because he's doing the. Yeah, but hold on, he, he's just he released his terror anything. on the world, and you said like, oh yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's had a no, because because then then um your man, what's his name? I can't remember his name. The guy who uh, summons the spell which sucks Dormin and wander into the fountain at the end. So Dormin doesn't manage to escape. He gets killed. No, but I, I, someone needs to. Someone said, um, tell me if if I'm right or if Jamie and Chris are right. From the way I understood it, the Colossi are effectively like each one is a sixteenth of Dormin, so they don't. They're not evil, I suppose, in the sense that if you took an evil person and if you put Hitler's finger into like one into a forest, <laughs> then technically his fingers and it was wandering around on its own. <laughs> but no, Dormin, Dormin is the Colossi. They are him in in part. So I, you're not I, actually no, killing no, them. You're just so. reuniting them to form yeah, I, I, Dormin. No, because no, that, that suggests so that when, fair, they, he's, he's when just... they banished Dormin, then they created sixteen smaller evil things. Who would do that? No, no, they're not. They're not evil, like you said. They're just docile. Like they're not. They're not anything bad. They don't. Yeah, know what they're, they're doing completely is. docile. But, but they're Jamie, literally minding their own business. And some kid comes along and kills them. All Do you know what it, it would be like, Jamie? It would be like if I got you, took your brain out, cut it into sixteen chunks, and then put each each sixteenth brain chunk into a robot and put it into its own environment. And it was kind of dumb because it was a sixteenth as smart as you. And then I collected back all your bits of your brain, smushed them back together, and put them in a Jamie. That's the way I read it. No, it it would be like some innocent guy who's only in out for looking out for himself and his missus coming and killing all those robots and doing it himself when you intentionally made those robots to make sure I didn't come back. Yeah, but if each part of the robot <laughs> oh was you, God. okay, we need to. We'll have to get into this after because otherwise, this is I wish this game was like oh, brand new because, because then it would actually be ready. <laughs> right? would. Jonesy might have just come up with the worst take of the episode, and we're not even ten <laughs> minutes in. Because my reading, my read, or what I had understood of it, or was always the same as what you guys had said, was that they were just they were innocent creatures. But from, yeah. that's not what I got from it. They were Jonesy, each part of Dormin. So you're. You're about to. You're about thirty seconds away from telling us that Nazis were just doing their jobs. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> anyway, someone in the comments, let us know because that's what I understood from the end of the game. Maybe I'm completely misunderstanding, and the Colossi were individual creatures on their own. But the way I understood it was each Colossi was just a part of Dormin. 
And so they're all individually accountable, a 16th accountable. Whoa, 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 How are they accountable? For Dorman's evils Jamie, of the past. Jamie, yeah. look, look up and, and shrug like this. And, and shrug. <laughs> My headphones fell off. Yeah, oh, nice. You're doing a little... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, decent. <laughs> That's going to play well for the audio. Yeah. Oh, fun. Uh, any other games? Uh, yes, yeah, some more Animal Crossing, which... Um, you're uh, sticking with the Animal Crossing. I didn't. I didn't spe- for your punishment. I didn't specify how much you need to play of it. No, but I felt like because I'd already played like a decent chunk of it. I feel like I wanted to get through the sort of section I'm in now just to see if anything else, if it opens up, if anything else happens. Because there's been some new things thrown into the mix since I've been playing it um, that haven't really added much. I mean, you know, someone's like, "Oh, do a treasure hunt." Someone's like, "Here's a fishing competition." I'm now in the stage where you can trade turnips and shit. So I thought I'll stick with it for a little bit, see what goes on. It's 15 minutes a day of investment, so, you know, I'll, okay. I'll have a little go. But uh, that, that, apart from that, I think that's pretty much it from me. Interesting. All right. Jamie, Jamie, what about you? I think you and me are going to be uh, talking about the same game largely, Chris, but Hell I feel like yes. you should probably go first because you've probably played uh, four or five times more of it than I have. <laughs> so go ahead. Okay, fine. So uh, obviously we're talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake, but before we get into that, because let's push that to the end of my segment to lead into yours, I guess. Uh because, okay, so I played a bit more Dota, fine, you know, played a bit more Risk of Rain, which I'm still really enjoying. Um, uh, but uh, when was it? Yesterday at the time of recording. Was, was that yesterday? Night before. Two days ago. Yeah. I was going to say, like. Two days ago, yeah. You were about hey, to man, send me tripping. Day, days don't even, what is a day? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even, like, you know, it's like, oh, my wife had said, oh, it's Thursday today. I'm like, oh, Really? All I know is that it's like daytime or nighttime. That's how I'm tracking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like is it bright or is it not bright Yeah, exactly. I'm going fucking stir crazy. Does, it, does it matter anymore? Does it matter? She got a great ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other night, fine. I was streaming uh, over on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash hot panic. We were streaming some Warzone. And I tried to get you guys involved, but you were busy for various reasons. I understand. It's not an issue. You were in the chat and you were watching, which was good. Yeah. Um, but I managed to play with good old Steph Murphy, oh. the original mayo sandwich. Nice. Uh, played with Martin from Just Interesting, formerly uncovered, formerly uh, conspiracies. conspiracies. And I played with my buddy Paul from South Africa. I and, wondered uh, if that was the same Paul. I wasn't sure. And then yes. uh, when he came that on is, the chat, he was my... like, oh, mocky mocky, I'm doing the... <laughs> I can't even do the acts anymore. <laughs> it's been too long. Oh, use your shields. Use your shields. There's a blood it, diamond over there. Oh, Christoph, <laughs> bro. What are you doing? Shoot him, shoot oh him. God. Put your armor oh, in, wow. mate. Put your armor in. Um, can we do a whole podcast one day where you guys just do South African accents and then I can put on like... A posh accent. Yeah. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. Just a, a bit of a role reversal. I think it'll be fun. Look, is anyway. it, are you implying that we, me and Jonesy are posh? Oh, you are definitely posh. I know where you grew up. I'm a little <laughs> bit posh, but I'm not, I'm not. I'm a little bit posh. I don't sound like that. Come on. <laughs> okay, and anyway, also, you, so you we say you some where zone. I grew up. Well, whatever. I'm not going <laughs> to indulge you. Yeah. Oh, Take the bait, Jamie. So we played some Warzone. Uh, I was having a shocker of a time. I was saying to these guys before we started recording that it was the worst session of Warzone I've had since the game has come out. And just lucky for me, it happened to be on stream. But Steph Murphy pulled through. We all pulled together as a team. And uh, we went and finished that stream 
on that big greasy W, oh. as Jamie likes to say. Nice. It was good. Oh, yeah. It was a fun game. Like that game was uh, kind of made up for all of the hardships that we had before then. It was good. Uh, it was good yeah. to watch. It was, um, yeah, we're watching in the chat and, and chatting to people. And um, yeah, nice that you got a win to finish off the stream. It was very cool. Big time, yeah. Hell yeah. And as, as I said in the chat at the time, it's good because that means at least one day this week, I won't be crying myself to sleep. So, you know, that's always good. <laughs> well, you will, but um, it's, it's happy tears. Yeah, yeah, happy tears. That's not, uh, anyway. Uh, and then, yes, Jamie, uh, I've been playing uh, a fuckload of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes. Uh, which I believe you've been playing as well. Um, yeah, nowhere near as much, but I've yeah, played so some. I think I'm, I'm towards the end of chapter eight, uh, which I think I think there's maybe like 15 chapters or so. So okay. I'm, I'm about, I think I'm about halfway. Okay, cool. Um, um, uh, I've been doing a bunch of side quests as well. So you know, I'm taking my time with it. Uh, I love it. I, I really, really do love it. It's not, it's not perfect by any means. I mean, who was it? Tamur on, what is he, IGN? GameSpot. Oh, GameSpot. GameSpot gave it a ten out of ten. Right. And ah, you uh, knew that was going to happen, though. Come on, man. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, GameSpot. You know, they they don't really give a lot of ten out of tens. Yeah. But I, I, that's not a ten out of ten. I love it. I love it to pieces, but it's not a ten out of ten game. Sorry. Do you think that's because your memory of the game is better than what it actually was, or do you think it's because the remake wasn't isn't? You know. As... No, I think I think I think less so from any kind of a nostalgia standpoint is why i'm saying it because like just so some of the things like the 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 loading screens there's some texture popping um conceptually the idea of going up and holding down triangle to do something when you don't actually need to right pointless um the kind of the attach rate when you go towards pressing these button prompts is really fucking sliver small and you just keep on moving around the actual thing without activating anything. Uh, the camera can be quite annoying. So it's not, oh, it's not a 10 yeah. out of 10 game. There's, there's, there's some stuff that's not great. I had some camera uh, issues in the demo even. I, um, I was quite surprised because yeah. it, it felt yeah. like that's the sort of thing that you don't expect to see in like a, a remake. Um, yeah, it, did, uh, it, it does some of the um, Red Dead Redemption 2 sin of uh, not allowing you to run absolutely everywhere. Oh, right. and I wonder if it's for specific like loading instances or whatever it may be. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but beyond that, I mean, fuck, man, the, the, the game is so charming. It, besides the texture popping, it looks gorgeous. Um, the game dialogue is really well recorded, uh, really well acted, I thought, even though it's still got that kind of like Japanese-ness to it okay like you know you're playing a jrpg sure yeah by, yeah. The, sh- by the shit that they're talking and how they deliver it and it's like oh, okay here we go um i like the changes that they've made from the original uh, it seems to make sense where they want to go and how to update it the combat system is absolutely fucking sublime uh, i would like a few tweaks here and there but i'm, I'm loving it uh the one thing that i mentioned on the discord and, and jamie tell me if you think that this is true it kind of it's very obvious that all these voice actors did not record in the same room at the same time. Yeah. Because some oh, of right. the dialogue, it, it, but it's, it's even the way it's written is some of the dialogue just doesn't seem like it flows from what the person said before. So it's like <laughs> jo- Jonesy, I could be like, Oh, Alex Jones, you've built a nice studio there. And then you'll say, whatever. 
oh whatever whatever I'm right so grumpy. Like, so like uh, it, it, i'm imagining that my response is to sort of a different intonation or a different way that yeah. you've said something. yeah so it's almost like i gave you a sheet of paper say and on the piece, sheet of paper it says i don't care i'm grumpy uh don't bother me blah 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 right and you've got no context for where that goes <laughs> in the script yeah. and then i just kind of fucking inserted it in Plus, as, as an audio editor i think with those three lines you just said specifically chris you also summed up <laughs> cloud's character art for the first five hours <laughs> of this game <laughs> you know it's funny yeah. um, i actually replied to you on discord i didn't tag you in it yeah. though and then i got into a lengthy conversation with grimcore which meant that i think by the time you came back you didn't see it but the right, way you okay. were talking about uh, the kind of the weird disjointedness of some of the dialogue recording and the charm of what you call Japanese writing. Um, <laughs> only one word came to mind when for people who are willing to call oh, it I did, charming no, I did read this. and I sweep did everything read this. else under the rug. And that word is Shenmue. What you <laughs> feel about Final Fantasy VII Remake, what you're willing yeah. to call charm, that's what I felt when Shenmue Three came out and everyone was like, this is actually pretty charming. And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, it's, what it, am it's I interesting. Like, I wonder, I wonder if it's because I'm a fan of Final Fantasy that I'm okay with it. Because I also had that issue with with Shenmue, right? Yeah, I remember. Um, but I, I think I think it's something that grows on you in in a weird way. It is charming. It is charming. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a case of like, hey, maybe it's two sides of it of two sides of the same coin, right? Whereas Shenmue didn't do it well and then maybe final fantasy 7 remake does uh, do it well or maybe i've just got roasted into glass no I yeah know. i just think we, we make exceptions for the things we want to make exceptions for because the thing that in that chat we had on discord the thing that no one brought yeah. up but i was worried someone wouldn't bring up because i wouldn't be able to defend myself is metal gear solid which <laughs> oh, is of course God, yeah. extremely oh. japanese and extremely disjointed yeah. and extremely up its own ass but i would describe when at the point where other people think it crosses over into being bad I would describe as charming, or at least yeah, that yeah, just yeah. that I like it. But then I have no further, you know, way of explaining that phenomenon other than saying, "Well, I like it." Yeah, I get you. I get. That's you. a Kojima um, thing through and through, though, isn't it? Because it's like uh, you you forgive him all the shit names and the shit dialogue and the yeah. the dodgy <laughs> insertions because you're like, oh, it just it's just Kojima. That's what he does. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you should forgive it. Forgive uh, Death Stranding, like the the story of Death Stranding for me, because I, of course. I talked about that game so much before it came out that it felt like for six months afterwards, the only question I got asked is, did you like Death Stranding? Should I buy Death Stranding? And I yeah. kept having to say the same thing over and over again, which is that I can acknowledge everything that's wrong with it. I just still have to tell you that I like it. Yes, and, sure, yeah. yeah. But enough. then, uh, but don't get it twisted, Final Fantasy VII Remake is nowhere near as flawed for the same reasons, at least, uh, as Final Fantasy VII Remake is. It's just that there's a lot of really kind of... I, I I just have to say bad writing. Yeah. Like the yeah. the bit I pointed out that for some reason sticks out of my head on the Discord is that when um, Cloud meets, I'm going to get it wrong, Aerith? Aerith, yeah, yeah. Aerith. Because they've done away with the whole thing where there's difference now and now everyone just says, says Aerith. Um, yeah. When they meet... So Aerith is like a flower seller that's literally just running around in the street. They've met for 10 seconds and Aerith gives Cloud a flower and she's like trying to be nice to him. And Cloud goes, look, I'm involved in things, dangerous things. So keep your distance. And it's literally, it's like a line out of the room delivered to someone that Cloud has known for 15 seconds. Like who says that to a stranger? 
Do you know who you says, know who says that? Cloud. Cloud. <laughs> yeah. In fact, do you know who says it? Do you know what the other thing is? I knew so little about Final Fantasy that part of me saw characters like Barrett and Cloud and what they looked like and assumed that they might somewhat fit in um, <laughs> to like the world around them. But then what I'm what I see afterwards is like there's a huge, huge terrorist attack that goes off, and all these people who look like normal women, men and women in normal clothing and like suits and stuff like that are like hands on hips, like. Who could have done that? Well, there's some dude with spiky blonde hair and a seven foot long sword in his back strolling through next to an eight foot tall black guy with a with a gun on his arm. He's got a yeah. gun on his arm, and it's just it, it's business maybe, maybe that suit. pronounced when who you're on the that? train, Jamie. Yeah, there's a fucking dude whose literal name is Shinra Middleman or whatever his name Shinra Middlemanager, and he's like. One who could have blown up the power plant definitely wasn't the 400-pound dude with a minigun in his arm. <laughs> How yeah, much? I, I guess that, that's the kind of thing you've got to take with, like, a, you've got to take it on the... 100%. You know, and I, I should probably... Sorry, Jonesy. I should probably take a quick moment to say that there's a lot to really, really respect and appreciate about Final Fantasy VII Remake, not least of all to back up what Chris said. I think it looks really nice. Um, I still think the gameplay, and specifically the combat, is really fluid and dynamic and it just feels right like they nailed that kind of like it's one thing going to a more dynamic real-time system but it's another thing like having that impact feel the same way whether you're doing it like a direct input attack or you're picking an attack yeah. from the menu it all just feels right and also yeah the soundtrack um I, I, so I don't good. know any of that music but it's all very catchy and charming and and well produced Oh, I, I I I get myself like humming it before I go to sleep. Oh god, it, it's ridiculous. You're lucky. Yeah, wow, it's crazy. Um, let me ask you though, because I I wonder sort of how much when it comes to sort of a remake, how much do you think um, they kept the dialogue as it, you think it should be, versus how much of it was just them, you know, just doing it so was it on basically was it on purpose was there an element of uh, there has to be some sort of nostalgiriness to it so we have to kind of have a bit the dialogue yeah, that, a bit dodgy or not at all that's a good question right because uh, notoriously final fantasy 7 had quite a bad uh, localization yeah um but obviously if you're a if you're a western audience you and you love the game you love that bad localization for better or worse right so yeah it's a good question like do they keep in elements of that bad localization because that's what people know and expect and yeah i don't know because you know um, that if they'd have hired like quentin tarantino to come and rewrite the dialogue of final fantasy 7 for like the western market i just feel like people would be then they'd say okay this is this is cool but this is not what we wanted we wanted it to feel yeah. like so but then again look like final fantasy has always been about like fucking being over the top right like sure yeah you you said it you got like an eight foot black guy with a minigun attached to his arm and you got a, a spiky head stick dude with a yeah. fucking massive sword a like, fat guy it, who exists to only to be fat a girl who exists only to flirt like it is the most stereotype <laughs> our stereotype oh, yeah, shit in the yeah. world the, 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 you can update it and remaster it as much as you want but the idea is that it's still still stuck in like when was it like fucking 97 or was 96 whatever it was like it's yeah i don't know there, there's there's a big kind of question mark i have jamie and, and this is maybe something that you can shed a bit more light on because obviously i know you mentioned like cloud's character arc yes okay, now yes you haven't played it very far um but i know cloud's character arc through and through mm. from the whole kind of story and with Final Fantasy VII Remake, we're only getting a small segment of it. Yeah. So I I, I don't know how it's going to 
if it's going to be fulfilling to people who don't know Cloud's development, if it's going to be fulfilling how he develops just within this chapter. Because like you said, like even before we started playing the game, even before the game came out, and you were like, oh yeah, from the demo, it just seems like Cloud has zero personality. And, and I told you, well, that's kind of the point. Yeah. But, that's kind of the, but that only kind of really comes into play after you leave Midgar City. So it's, I don't they, know. They've it's, got to fudge it a little bit, right? Because, I mean, the response from people who have finished the game seems to be positive on that front, which leads yeah. me to believe they've done something. And it's also like, I think we've t- talked about this before, but some Final Fantasy VII spoilers, which we don't need to go into details on, but some of them are unavoidable. I mean, there's yeah. one spoiler in particular that I think popped up on like five different ATG videos over the years, for example. And it's like, that, I'm guessing, in the original game didn't happen in Midgar. So if I know that happens, if I know that happens, but it doesn't happen in Final Fantasy VII Remake, am I waiting another three years and another video game to see a thing I know happens? And it's like, I'm really curious as to how they work that stuff out. What so? What percentage of Final Fantasy VII is included in the remake? Because it's it's a it's a slice of the original, right? Yeah, but it's it, it's hard it's hard to quantify, right? So in the original game, Midgar City only made up about fuck. I would say like even less than a quarter of the entire game. Okay, and but they've, right? they've like, expanded Midgar City to make it more of a full yeah, experience. Like, like I think you could you could probably have gotten out of Midgar City in about five hours in the okay. original game. And then this is spun out uh, from all reports is like anywhere from 40 to 45 hours for this remake. So I don't know. Another thing that is interesting in one of the interviews, I can't remember the dude's name. It's all Japanese to me. But he was like, oh, yeah, the the hard part is pretty much done where we've, you know, we've now got all the assets and the technology and everything. So it should be quicker to build the rest of the games. Right. But I I think... relatively soon like maybe within the next month to two months they should probably give an indication as to when people can expect the next one well yeah because they've talked about it being effectively like episodic right so they need to tell people when the next episode is going to be coming out because what they don't want to do is to lose is for people to get the game finish it and kind of forget about it in some sense and they've got to do all that pr work again they need to keep that sort of fire going almost like a a season pass or you know an ongoing thing for sure but again it gets it gets kind of weird right because in the original game, as soon as you left Midgar City, then you, you're almost like the, the entire world is open to you and you can right. more or less go where you mm. want. And it's kind of, you know, so this, this first episode is contained to Midgar. What's the next episode going to be? Is the next episode going to be, here's the whole world that you can do whatever you fucking you want. And then the episode after that is like, well, this is just pure story now. Or they're going to lock off certain regions or... Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. They've don't also know. got to it's... contend with the fact that they're presumably going to have to switch what console they're putting those games out on. Because <laughs> sure, yeah. Of what's going on. Yeah, I wonder if, because we're obviously uh, at the cusp of new consoles, the, the new new game will obviously be on the next generation. Um, and I wonder if they're selling a PS5 version that it comes with Episode 1 bundled in with it. If that makes sense. Uh, so you can play it before you play. Yeah, that'll make sense, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe there'll be some kind of a thing where it's like, hey, you upload your save to PSN or whatever. And then in the next game, it's it's still there. All, all your data's still there, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting how they manage mm. it. One thing I can definitely see happening 
And again, we'll maybe be able to talk about this at some point in a couple of weeks, Chris, depending on how much time each of us find for it. But I wouldn't be surprised if the story of Final Fantasy VII Remake follows very closely the the story of Final Fantasy VII, at least the kind of Midgar sections, um, and expands on them, but ends in such a way where they basically make a statement of, this is how much we're willing to fuck with what you know, and that's going to be how Final Fantasy VII Remake ends. That seems to be the the sentiment that I've been seeing online. I've been quite quite adamant about not checking out spoilers, but a couple of tweets that were like, "Hey, this is spoiler free," but oh my god, that ending! What the fuck? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, fine. Um, yeah, I I think you're probably spot on with that. It'll probably be. I think it, it it's almost like oh, it's going to be such a bad analogy, but it's almost like the Force Awakens, right? Where they release a new Star Wars game and it's got all those familiar beats. It's everything that you remember. Oh yeah, there's Han Solo. Oh yeah, there's the Millennium Falcon. Here, the, the structure of the story is pretty much the same as A New Hope. To get people invested into this new way and then by the next episode, okay, to be fair, Star Wars, they completely fucked it. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's almost like, hey, we've given you what you want. The next thing is going to be something different. And then, yeah, I, I think the ending of that is going to, inform what happens in the next episode yeah because when when the when the original people come back to remake something that they made you know there's always going to be that argument that they retain the right to fuck with their own creation right (laughs) yeah yeah also i mean to be fair like when when the final fantasy 7 remake was first announced and they said hey look it's not just the same game with the new skin because if you want that they they had HD textures for the original Final Fantasy, which you could go and buy like on Steam or even on your phone, whatever it is. And it's like if you wanted an HD version of that, that exists, even though the characters haven't been like fixed in right. terms of how they look. But yeah, he was like, there's no point in taking all of this new tech and just giving you the same game because it just wouldn't gel very well. And I think that's that's fair. That's a bold statement. So I think it's fair. Indeed. Um, but Jamie, like, what what are your other takes from the game? Like, are you enjoying it so far? How far have you gotten? Um, I don't really know what chapter I'm on. I'm not really paying that much attention to that stuff because yeah. not helped by the fact that the last time I played, I was falling asleep while playing it. And I had to, I literally <laughs> wow. had to stop That's and great. take a nap. Da- a damning review, if anything. No, 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 no. It was, it was because I was an idiot and I basically had very little sleep. And I had this whole afternoon to play. But the issue was I knew I had to start working that evening. Um, yeah, and so I got to like four o'clock, and I was like, "Do you know what? The adult thing to do here would be to nap until about eight, and then sure enough, by the time I woke up, I had work to do. Um, so instead, you yeah. played Final Fantasy seven until eight, and then you did your work. <laughs> no, no, I, I took the nap. Um, oh, nicely I, done, well done. I, I'm at the point where you know, I, this is I'm, no spoilers. Don't worry, but obviously, the stuff that we'll have all seen in the demo and the pre-release uh, trailers, that's all kind of done with. And Cloud is just kind of starting to... He's in the slums, he's met Tifa, and... Okay, so you, and now you can do, like, a couple of side quests. Yeah, and, and you know, you're doing the rounds and collecting money for water filters or whatever it was. And yeah, 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 okay. I've met, you know, the... Um, let's just say Cloud's dealing with what appears to be some form of undiagnosed PTSD, and is um, <laughs> that's led to some unusual situations, so I'm curious to see where that yeah. goes. Yeah, <laughs> um, some cool moments. Yeah, and also just some weird ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, that's that's the charm of Final Fantasy, not just seven, but 
yeah. the series. Like you Cloud know? moves into the world's fucking dingiest apartment complex, leaves his front door unlocked. Here's his neighbour, who he's never met making noises, so thinks, probably should go round next door with my seven-foot-long sword and make sure he's... Uh... <laughs> Introduce myself. I'm your yeah. neighbour. Yeah, see if he's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, I think the, the next couple of uh, podcasts will be very interesting to kind of get your... Your take yeah. on it. I need to have uh, a fat I, session in that game, and I just haven't had the time to. Yeah. But this weekend, assuming I don't get you know war zoned or something like that, then uh, yeah. hopefully that'll be it. Can, can I give a very brief shout out to the character of Jesse, who is an absolute revelation in this game? In, Dude, in the original what? game, a revelation, Jamie. Okay, a, a charming, revelation. A charming is that word again? Charming. <laughs> I'm sure. If if this if this was a Hideo Kojima game, everyone would be up in arms like, oh, Hideo Kojima proves he still doesn't know how to write female characters. <laughs> and it's, no, it's but Final there's a difference, or... right? Because if, if Hideo Kojima does like uh yeah, she she's wearing the bikini from from Borat before <laughs> for very but particular Chris, reasons. She's and not when you wearing find much. out the reason and when you find out the reason, you're gonna be very unimpressed with yourself. <laughs> she's not wearing much. She's fully clothed. She even has a fucking turtleneck. She would not do well in winter weather. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. Actually, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting talking confused. About Tifa. Yeah, Tifa's yeah, the one think that's of Tifa, not no, no. I'm, I'm talking about Jesse. Sorry, yeah. I got, I got the two underwritten, like, underdeveloped, only <laughs> source of characterization is flirting female characters from Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake confused somehow. Yeah, well, no. Yeah, well, yeah, Tifa, we Tifa seems a bit more um, interesting than Jesse, but then it's early days, and from what I understand, that yeah. Jesse Biggs and Wedge were like almost irrelevant to the original game, and now absolutely, are, yeah, are they, more, they more properly so. fleshed them out, yeah. And Biggs and Wedge seem maybe because they're not female, and apparently that's easier for the writers to handle. They seem kind of cool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're all right. Well, I look forward to hearing uh, about it because I'm sure as hell not going to be playing any Final Fantasy VII, so, you know. That's just what I was going to ask you, Gen Z. You, you have no kind of... Uh... Do you know what? I, I had fun in the demo. Like, I, I thought it was cool. Um, I could see why people like it. I like the changes that have made to it. Like, I didn't play Final Fantasy VII back in the day. I think the first Final Fantasy game I played was 15, and I've played, like, three hours of it. Um, and it's not I really remember, my thing. Yeah. Um, classic yeah so uh, but I'd, I'd like to hear more about it and the st- and I might I might at some point I'd quite like to play some I'm not planning on picking it up and I'm not going to be <laughs> no it's, it's too Fair long enough. for my liking too many other things to be playing it's not my wheelhouse well yeah I mean a four hour game you're definitely not going to finish that one right no. Jonesy didn't you uh, spontaneously uh, buy Assassin's Creed Odyssey like a week ago <laughs> Oh yeah, when it was free. No, uh, three three weeks ago when it was free for the week for the weekend on Steam. Yeah, because I always wanted to play it and I didn't. I, and it was seventeen quid to get. I was, the game. I was just oh, more talking about the idea of like avoiding long games at the moment. Yeah, uh, but that's that's different. I always play the Assassin's Creed games, so you know it was. Um, I, I always play the Assassin's. Creed I always play the Assassin's Creed. Uh, I actually did play some of that this week as well. I forgot to add that in a, a brief nice. little stint. It's a good game. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. A very can good I just game. give a shout out to uh, to me? For actually putting in some proper time into this game, yeah, I think I'm on like well. well, 14 hours or so. Yeah, no, you have done very well. Yeah, for sure. It's not bad. Not Between bad. Um, 14 um, hours of uh, Final Fantasy and getting a win in Warzone, Chris, you've had a real hashtag game a week. Yeah, hashtag GG. Mm. Well yeah. played. Um, <laughs> another thing that I did, which is not gaming related, is I've started watching uh, a show called Devs. 
Ah. And this is going to be of this is going to be of interest to you, Jamie, because uh, it is written and directed by Alex Garland. Okay, yeah, I didn't know he'd done yeah, anything of, new. Yeah, of Ex Machina and Annihilation fame, of which uh, Jamie and I are both fans. Um, but Devs is a it's a TV series. It was on BBC Two last night. I think uh, I can't remember what it was in the states. It's on some streaming platform in the states, like a Hulu or whatever. Um, it's it's pretty good. It's got Nick Offerman as like the main enigmatic, uh, you know, figure. Mm. Uh, some fucking amazing uh, cinematography, and uh, we were talking about it just before the podcast when we were talking about like good soundtracks. My God, that soundtrack is absolutely huh. epic. See, you've left me out. You've, uh, you've left me yeah. out of this, but I saw the trailer for it the other day, and I was like, that looks absolutely incredible. You can definitely Sorry, see. Sorry, Jonesy, uh, I didn't realize you were an Alex Garland fan. It's just that we've never really. Uh, I liked X McKenna. I liked X McKenna, but um, uh, I saw this and I was X McKenna. Machina. Machina. X Machina. I have no idea to say. Who the fuck? Machina. Machina. He's he's the Latin boy. I mean, I I believe it is Machina. I thought. I always thought it was X Machina. Because that seemed to make sense, but then I think pe- I think people get confused so like, because okay. of the the Christian Bale film, which is the Machinist. The Machinist. No, yeah. I don't know. It's just because of what That's it's the about. That's why we lost all that weight. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but then it, it's the it, Ex Machina comes from Deus Ex Machina. Oh, okay, which, right. See, um, Chris was right. Jamie's the Latin boy. Which is God. <laughs> God. Like, it means like God from the machine or God out of the God oh, out of the okay. machine, which is like a a plot device where basically something uh, completely unbelievable or like unpredictable for that universe happens out of nowhere and to progress the plot or save the plot in some way. It's literally uh. God, God from the machine or God out of the machine. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, you know, there's that YouTube channel called nerd writer one. Mm. Yeah. Well, nerd writer. I, I think we've got nerd writer two over here. <laughs> no, but I, I reckon a lot of people passingly know what, what Deus Ex Machina means. Yeah, sure they do. It's just that no one ever says the whole thing because there's a game series called Deus Ex and there's a film yeah. called Ex Machina, but for yeah. some reason and no one puts a, the two together. There's a motorcycle company called Deus. Yeah, there you go. I just uh, yeah. made a note of that show, Chris. Devs. Oh, Thank yeah. you for the recommendation. Yeah, check it out. I think it's uh, it, it first episode aired last night. Second episode is going to air tonight. By oh, time you're what? This podcast, so it's not all available. It looks inc- it looks incredible, Jamie. If you haven't seen the trailer for it, even then, definitely check. Like, yeah. you should check it out. Oh, yeah. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but something. It, came, it was one of those things that saw the sh- uh, trailer for it and was like, "Holy shit, that looks incredible!" Another show that came out recently that I was really hoping would be good in terms of sort of the the writing because I knew the visuals would be very impressive, and that was yeah. they they made a TV show out of the art of the guy it's called tales from the loop i think and i forget the oh, guy's name yes, yeah. but he's the guy that does all those paintings where he mixes like you know very like normal looking settings like children playing in a field and they'll have some yeah. giant robot in the background yeah like yeah, have yeah. you ever seen those kind of drawings he made it's an on, art um, book amazon amazon prime yeah so he made a, like a book out of his art and added a little bit of like lore to kind of hinge it all on and then they made a tv show out of that apparently it's kind of average though oh, same right. with westworld oh, season three because i think that that's probably what i was going to watch next after Dev. well i don't think it's meant to be bad but uh, i don't yeah. know if it's meant to be like ama- yeah. amazing I well, when it comes to when it, sorry, James, go on. I was I was going to I was going to change the subject ever so slightly. So I, I was um I, I was just going to say because I know you watched Dark and you really liked it, and we're nearly oh, yes. we're nearly halfway through season two, I think. But then I had okay. I wondered I wondered if you watched it with the subtitles or whether you watched the dub version. 
subtitles. Yeah, I tried this. The dubbed version was what sort of it defaulted to, and it was intolerable. So I immediately yeah, no, switched it's, the it's subtitles. Not good. But uh, the 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 kind of one downside that I got at least from having the subtitles on was I could hardly ever remember anyone's name. And it's very much a, a show where it's like, oh, this person is that person who's married to this person and is this person's daughter's son. For and sure, it's like, yeah. oh, fucking hell, what, who's going on where? So, we used to watch these episodes and then have to like revert back to like a family tree and be like, oh, yeah. yeah so you're saying it was Sorry, like the, the, the Steph Murphy method, watching a TV show and never remember anyone's names or anything that <laughs> happened. Well, no, because Steph Murphy doesn't even remember what happened in the show. Was it, you need to see it, Dark is a show where you need at least two people watching it because you sit there and you go, and between you, you, you like yeah, each one of you, you figure can remember fifty percent yeah. of the people. So you go, is that her dad? And you're like, no, no, that's her husband, and her dad <laughs> is the guy that did that. And you're like, oh, sh-, but yeah. that dad is the dad of the granddad with the daughter. And you're like, yeah, man. It's so okay, just very quickly uh, for those people who don't know, Dark <laughs> is a German show on Netflix. Very good German uh, show on Netflix. Yeah. Very good sci-fi show uh jonesy do you want to give like a, a brief spoiler free synopsis yeah sure so if you can um, okay so dark is uh quite kind of a mysterious dark unsurprisingly um sci-fi show about time travel and how effectively if you take a small town that no one ever really leaves and then you throw in some um uh, time travel sort of um, physics and time and paradoxes and all sorts of things just how that story can develop so Oh, no spoilers, but I'll give you a really sort of uh, a bit of an indication. So really early on in the series, uh, a kid disappears from the present day and he gets taken back to 1986 um, and then just integrates back into society. So he is a character that you've already met in the future, but you didn't know at the time because he was an adult. But then he was yeah. back. It's, it's, and it's a lot of that. It's a lot of this guy went back to this time and got with this person who then had a kid. And then the kid was into this time. And it's this all insane, yeah. like thing going on, and there's you know, is it uh, like Illuminati esque as well? So it's, yeah, it, it's super convoluted, but like fantastic in a good show. way. Yeah, very. Yeah. Good. What, was that, what was that movie called? Primer. Oh, Primer. Yeah. Oh, Primer. yeah. Primer. yeah Primer. It sounds like yeah. like watching Primer four times in a row and trying to. Uh, probably easier <laughs> to kind of grasp and understand. I should fucking Primer, hope it's easier to understand. Yeah. Than <laughs> I think at least Primer. there was a thread in Dark which made sense, whereas. I think Primer kind of went a bit off the rails in places. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. seen those diagrams that people draw to explain <laughs> Primer, and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> they get in the box, they come out of the box, abracadabra. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much, you've, you've nailed it. I think you should uh, you should write the back of the box for them. Yeah. All right, uh, should we move on to a quick roundup of the news? Yeah, man. Yeah. So remember last week we spoke about Cooking Mama? Oh, yes. Cooking Mama Cookstar, yeah. Cookstar, yeah, and it had like a. Uh, it got released on the Switch, but uh, apparently the IP holder didn't want the devs to release it on the Switch because the game was not in a good state. Uh, it was overheating people's uh, switches. People thought that it might be crypto mining in the background, uh, which the jury is still technically out on whether it does or not. Um, I think I don't some, know. I don't know how true it is, but someone in our comments actually pointed out that that they showed it wasn't mining cryptocurrency in the background. It was just that it was using blockchain tech to for the DRM. So I think they did say that it was yeah. proved that it wasn't. Hey, it's it's, but it's, it's possible. It's yeah. so bloody complicated and convoluted yeah. at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it it could maybe it was just overheating the switches because it was a poorly optimized game from uh, devs who or dev team that was their first actual game. But uh, a little bit more 
info has come out in, in the, the story that keeps on giving, really. Uh, the IP holder actually confirmed that they had asked the developers not to release the game on Switch, and then they did anyway. Yeah. Uh, ah. But beyond that, <laughs> the devs also released an unauthorized PlayStation 4 version. <laughs> of course they did. Unbeknownst to the IP holder. <laughs> nice. So that, that's the, the IP holder was... Crazy, yeah. Who was it? Office Create or something? Office Create, yeah. yeah. Office Create. So they, so not only did they, because, if I remember correctly, it was the, um, it came out on the American uh, Switch store, Nintendo store for like one hour before getting pulled, something like that. Yeah. So now it's also gone onto the PlayStation Four, but unauthorized, which is. I don't know if the PS4 copy ever saw the light of day, but it seems right. like yes, they announced one when Office Create yeah. were like, well, we didn't, we never even approved that. <laughs> let alone like saw a version yeah. of it and, right. you know Ma- martin ruffle <laughs> of, of just interesting he went and bought a copy of it nice. off the back of the story because he was like you know what that might be worth something i mean fair fair plays yeah. I, I we mentioned that didn't we we said that if you should go out and you should pick yourself up a physical <laughs> copy because it'd be worth money in the future he's done it he's well done, done it. martin ruffle yeah he's gonna be swimming in that cooking mama, mama dough <laughs> <laughs> Or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a pun. It works. Dough, yeah. food. So I, I'm pretty yeah. sure I read that Office Create were talking about uh, pursuing legal action against the um, the people that have made this game. Um, they or they're deciding whether to or not. So I guess that means at this point, when I, I mean, read the yeah, story, sure. they've, they're not 100. percent I guess that which means they're trying to sort stuff out behind the scenes. Maybe they're trying yeah. to come to an agreement, but um, it's just also fucking yeah. weird in my opinion. Well, Planet Entertainment put out a statement after Office Create put out a statement, and they've basically gone balls to the wall defending themselves. <laughs> they said that nice. they gave a detailed uh, design document to Office Create in 2019 that was approved. They said that they made a game that was exactly befitting of that approved um, design document. But as it was nearing completion, there were quote-unquote creative differences that were outside the scope of the agreement and the game design that Office Create had approved. Um, but that by contract, Planet Entertainment were, quote, fully within their right to publish Cooking Mama Cookstar, no active litigation or ruling that prevents Planet from publishing the game. So it seems like they agreed a design kind of document. They agreed a design plan. Planet Entertainment yeah. made a game that they felt fulfilled that design. Office Create were like, nah, you can't put this out. This isn't what we agreed on. But Planet Entertainment were like, you've signed all the papers, motherfucker. This is our game. We did what we said we were going <laughs> to do. We're releasing <laughs> we're, it. We're selling yeah, this motherfucker. Try, try and stop me, bitch. Uh, yeah, and they ended that statement with loads of random things like, people have been really enthusiastic about it. We want to uh, thank the fans for all their support. Course, so one of those uh kind of things, yeah, because you know why they're seeing all those all those sales from people like Martin, who's <laughs> just buying physical copies, yeah. and they're like, Oh my god, this thing's selling so well! Yeah, Martin's now <laughs> hoping that no one else buys it so he can corner the market on having the only copy in the uh in the UK, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then uh, we're moving on to uh, kind of a, a from a small games company and devs to maybe one of the biggest in the world, it's Rockstar. Because yes. they were undergoing some apparently, you know, apparent cultural changes, changing the way that they do crunch, um, you know, creating better working conditions, getting rid of uh, toxic producers or managers, uh, just trying to basically fix the supposed shit show that it was. Obviously, a lot of reporting coming out from Jason Trier, who is almost like 
almost like the white knight of kind of people <laughs> people with <laughs> who who undergo crunch, right? Well, I think yeah. they've, they've also talked about um, in that the Kotaku, Kotaku article. They also talked about like just doing things like management training. You know, making sure that managers are um, know what they're doing when it comes to how they manage their staff, which. It can only be good, right? That they've, they're implementing I mean, all this sort of stuff. I mean, why wasn't that a thing to begin with? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good question, I suppose. <laughs> or, or did they just all get into a room, just all the managers, and be like, "Are you doing a good job?" And then the other managers like, "Of course, I'm doing a fucking good job." What do you? I, I'm working at Rockstar. Of course, I'm a good producer mm. and a good manager. It's like, okay, fine. It is interesting because, um, sorry, James, just jump in. But there's, um, we talked about Rockstar not too long ago because obviously one of the Hauser brothers, I can never remember which one it is, uh, has left. Dan Hauser. Dan, yeah. yeah. Um, so I suppose it could be that a lot of this cultural shift has come because he's gone, and now they can implement yeah. it, or you know, like, we all know that that does happen to companies, you know, up and down in any industry that people stay there for a long time end up in positions that maybe they weren't trained or prepared to be in at a certain point <laughs> and that's just the, that becomes the way the company works for yeah. sure and yeah. and like people have said you talk about like dan hauser leaving jonesy in the uh, kotaku article they specifically cite dan hauser's departure as one of the reasons why future productions are maybe simpler because uh, I believe they referred to that he was the fact that he was famous for last minute rewrites and overhauls. The Hauser brothers were like often cited as being sticklers for kind of like this isn't working, just do it all again, scrap all of yeah, this, and do all it, that, yeah. um, and that that might happen less as a result of him not being around. Wasn't it Dan Hauser actually who um, during the Resident Evil Two crunch was um, sort of boasting about doing a hundred hour um, working week? Red, uh, Red Dead Redemption. Sorry, Red Dead Redemption. Doing a hundred hour. <laughs> what did I say? Resident Evil. Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, doing a hundred hour work weeks, which like, he yeah. kind of said at the time, almost like. I guess he meant it like a positive, like we're working really hard. But you think, yeah, man, what about the people working for you that you're like cracking the whip and saying 100 hours a week? I mean, that, that's not sustainable, right? That's hey, outrageous. listen, Jonesy, when you've got to get your game out, you've got to get your game out, man. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> well, it sounds like they're, yeah. they're sort of turning around and they're changing the way they're doing stuff. I know... I can't remember her name. I think it was Jennifer Colby was one of the execs at Rockstar who's sort of spearheading this. And there was a, I think it's part of the article, they were saying there was an email sent out and she was sort of getting feedback from the employees to see how they feel it's going, which is good that they're getting feedback. Um, apparently they're doing anonymous um, uh, like forms and anonymous things where people can compl- can be honest about how they feel the working environment is at Rockstar as well, which mm-hmm. makes it sound yeah. a lot more like a place you'd want to work as rather yeah. than the sort of horror show that it was and a couple of years ago. we all ago. know that anonymously filling out forms to give your feedback on the way the company's going <laughs> only results in positive changes and moves yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, I think the, the tagline for this whole thing, if you will, was uh, that I think Jason Trier had said it in one of his tweets, was saying, People that were very adamant that they were about to leave Rockstar have now coming around to the idea that hey, maybe it's a good idea to stick around. Yeah. So, so then I suppose that's the be- that's a good sign that these changes are positive and it's actually having a real effect, as opposed to just yeah. PR, which yeah. is good. And yeah. kind of links into Chris uh, the other side of this story, which yes, in yeah. Jason Schreier's original article, which all, all of this spawned from is literally uh, one very small paragraph, but obviously the internet being the internet has become the main talking point. (laughs) If I uh, read it in its original form, it says, 
One plan that management has laid out for the next game, a new entry in the Grand Theft Auto series, is to start out with a moderately sized release brackets, which by Rockstar's standards would still be a large game, and close brackets. That is then expanded with regular updates over time, which may help mitigate stress and crunch. Which, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I think I'm speaking for all of us when I say GTA 6 being in some form of development is the least surprising video game news <laughs> oh. you will hear today. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. when someone like Jason Schreier writes those words down, the internet goes GTA 6 crazy and it's not long <laughs> before it's literally trending on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole yeah, if, story. If, GTA 6 confirmed. If, if we if we had less scruples, then our, our thumbnail and title would be like, oh my God, GTA 6 confirmed. Chris, we have no scruples and you know it. Yeah, get ready for the uh, thumbnail on the side of this video to be GTA 6 confirmed. Yeah, Chris has got a few hours to change his mind. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just bleep out everything I just said. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, just it leave it in. Crazy, leave it, it in and do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like people are... Um, they're just, they're just desperate for GTA news, right? So they're just going to latch onto anything. Yeah. Like, I love for going sure. around yeah. the uh, kind of leaks and rumours uh, underbelly of Reddit and websites like that. And... Probably every one to two weeks now, there is an obviously fake but surprisingly detailed uh, leak around GTA 6. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's the map. and Right, exactly. And GTA yeah. 6 has its own subreddit already, which I think has 15,000 people on it. And they are, again, committed to just breaking down every single thing you can break down, trying to find actors <laughs> going through old versions of their CVs, trying to find references to things, wow. like looking up location scouts and where they'd been and what they're describing their work as and if anyone had accidentally let slip that they were under NDA and kind of all this shit. Um, it's almost like that yeah. thing where your parents would say to you when you are at school, oh, if you studied as much as you played games, you'd... you'd <laughs> You'd be like a fucking straight A student. You're like, yeah, well, if I'd the, rather play games. Yeah. So fuck you, yeah. mom and dad. If these They're people right, researched though. as much as they, you know, did this, then they could be like cops or something. They Probably could have made a GTA yeah, exactly. game by yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, but from from one fake thing that you were talking about to another, Amazon France, France, had a couple of France, Francais had a couple of listings go up uh, over the past few days uh, with a bunch of PlayStation titles uh, saying that they were going to be coming out on Windows. Ah, right? yes. Um, and it, for, um, you know what, for a little while there, Chris, my heart was yeah. racing. Cool, yeah, for a little while. It is confirmed as fake, but I think it's worth kind of covering because I find it quite funny. So they were talking about Days Gone... Um, Last of Us Part Two, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. What were some of the others? Gran Turismo um, Sport. Yeah, Gran Turismo Sport. Yeah. I yeah. want to say so at th- one point, and one of the things that gave it away as a leak, I might be wrong, but I want to say they put a uh, PC listing for Super Mario Odyssey on there as well at one point. Oh right, okay, yeah. So uh, reportedly, it's a bunch of uh, Xbox fans who are just trolling PlayStation, uh, getting into access to Amazon France's. Um, I don't know, dashboard or whatever it is to kind of put these listings up. Uh, but yeah, for, for a very hot while, uh, the internet was a very interesting place to yeah. kind of find out news. And it kind of <laughs> served as a reminder of like, well, we shouldn't be particularly surprised because we saw it with um, Horizon Zero Dawn not that long ago. The PlayStation stand- fanboys are still super salty about, about the idea that other people might be able to play games that were previously just for them. 
which, yeah. I mean, we've discussed that at length before. Uh, the Nathan Drake collection, that was another one. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, I, I get where you're where you're coming from. Like, if you were super devoted to the PlayStation, and all of a sudden, all these exclusives that you'd held to so close to your heart for so long were all being made available to everyone at once, you'd be like, "Well, oh, I don't feel yeah, so but, special but, anymore." But ultimately, you're getting angry that other people are getting to play a game, and that's yeah, stupid. But, but beyond that, beyond that, if you if you're getting so butthurt about the fact that you're not going to have an exclusive. Okay, so let's say some of the listings, like let's say Days Gone. How old is Days Gone now? Like a year old? Uh, yeah, actually, more almost exactly. Yeah, right. So, what fucking if you if you are the kind of person, uh, PlayStation fanboy, who is like, oh no, my exclusives. You've played the game already. You've finished the game maybe five times over in in the time that it's taken it to move over to potentially a PC release. Mm-hmm. What's the fucking problem? Like, yeah. Uh, Jamie said it. I mean, and we said it before. It's it's well, how you can be annoyed that other people are playing games that you say you love. Like, it's, I mean, come on. It can only be a good thing, right? Like, the more sales of a game that you love means, hey, maybe there's uh, yeah, part more two, scope maybe, for, or other, yeah, or other part things, two yeah. or updates or DLC, whatever it is. Yeah. No, I'm I'm all for it. I get like the time, like timed exclusives. Make it a month, six months, whatever. If you want to do that, then I get it. But sure, yeah. After yeah. you say like, I mean, a year or what? If you if they do a deal, then let them do the deal, man. And like, if you think it devalues the PlayStation brand, go fuck yourself. Like, you're not a shareholder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Just if don't you're going to get a PS5, like, yeah, buy an Xbox Series X. Yeah. If, that's, if that's your real buy a real PC, you've got yeah, buy yeah. a PC, and then you can play them anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just thought it was quite interesting, uh, especially with the uh, the whole uproar around it. Yeah, it was a, anyway. a fun time to be on Twitter for about twenty minutes, as Nibble yeah. called it, the Amazon France Direct. <laughs> It did kind of seem like people were like, oh, my God, what is happening? All of these leaks. Yeah, yeah, okay, fine, yeah. yeah. Uh, It it would have been great if, well, I guess probably wouldn't have been as, it would have been a lot more obvious if it was on April Fool's. True. Uh, Yeah. A late April Fool's joke. There we go. Uh, Next up is uh, another kind of a leak, but a confirmed leak this time, which is a crisis. Long rumored to be having a remaster is... Well, guess what? Finally getting a remaster. Uh, yeah. Coming out on PC, Xbox, PlayStation 4, and Switch. Interesting so, stuff. Yeah, yeah, the Switch thing makes me very curious. I wonder what it's going to look like. Crisis obviously being kind of notorious for chomping up monster PCs back in the day. Yeah. Although the thing about Crisis that's interesting to me, and I... I, I don't say this in like a, oh, did you know this kind of way. But the thing that people for some reason forget about Crisis very often is that Crisis came out on the Xbox 360 and the PS3 eventually. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of history of Crisis running on, by today's standards, uh, very bad consoles, um, even like less powerful than the Switch. So there's some evidence to suggest that this is a, that, you know, that's a game that they can get running for all the memes about it being an absolute hog. And don't get me wrong, I'd imagine <laughs> none of these versions will probably look quite as good as the original PC version did, um, with everything maxed out. But yeah, it's you know you could play Crisis as an okay game. <laughs> I don't know, like it's it's know. all right. It, it did we need a Crisis remaster though? This no, is, you know this, would we not have just benefited from a new Crisis game? Yeah, I, 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 that's the kind of the weird argument about 
a bunch of remakes and remasters that are going around at the same time. There's one we haven't mentioned yet, so I won't jump the shark, but there's a lot of conversation at the moment about kind of the inherent value of certain remasters and remakes, the closer, like the more recent they are. And so to speak, and like whether or not they need to be remade and whether or not that's a waste of resources and time and money and energy that could be put into something else newer and more interesting. But I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think about it that much. That's my solution. I mean, I'd like to fall into the camp that says, you know, we probably don't need it, but Hey, I'm having a good time with final fantasy seven remake. But yeah. that's uh, that's like the, a game from the mid to late nineties. The same as kind of Resident Evil two and three, where you're like, okay, yeah. the times have changed enough that you can do something <laughs> different. But when it comes to like, well, shall I just say the game? Yeah, yeah. When it comes we'll to, on to the when it comes one, yeah. to Resident Evil four, which not only is a much more recent game than that, but was also the game that changed the way the Resident Evil formula worked to make it what today's standards are in the sort of a game yeah. the over the shoulder perspective and became more like a traditional third person shooter. You're like, well, where do we draw the line then? Yeah. How long do you, should you wait until you start remaking that stuff? Because it's, yeah, it's not different enough from what, you know, what's already out. It's a weird yeah, one, but I, they're going to keep pumping them out until they stop making money, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you, if you're buying them, they're making them right. Yeah. And I guess, uh, the final fantasy seven remake, selling absolutely gangbusters recently it, it, it's only just going to kind of make the situation worse so so far Farm fantasy 7 remake by the way is sold over seven hundred thousand copies in japan i believe which, which is i think that's it's pretty strong so, solid it's yeah. not like it's not like record breaking but it's pretty strong I'd be interested yeah. to see the cost of production of a, remaster, a remake of something like um, Final Fantasy VII versus um, brand new IP, because you must save a fortune just on the fact that you're not going through the same levels of research, development, writing, you know, story production. Blah, I, I blah, think blah, blah, it blah. depends, dude. Like, if if you're going the Final Fantasy VII remaster route, uh, remake route, then you're spending a lot of money because they're changing so of, much. Of course, but you, if you of course. if you're going the, but I would have thought you, you the, I would have thought not quite as much as if you were creating a brand new IP. Maybe I'm wrong. In, Maybe it's harder. I think in this, I think in this case, with the way that they're going about it, it's probably the same, On if par. not more. Yeah. But then, if you look at say Resi Two remake, I'd imagine that that's a lot easier. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interesting to know uh, the figures to see. How, I, I, how only, because, only because it's an inherently smaller project. Like, I don't think there's anything that Final Fantasy VII remake does in terms of a stage of the process that Resident Evil remake, does, Resident Evil Two doesn't. It's just a a fraction of the size of the game. And that's just, you know... I'd just be interested to, to know if, if when you run the calculations, yeah. if you say, if we do a remake, we think it will sell this many this many units and it's going to cost us this much versus if we try and make a brand new IP, blah, blah, blah. Like you may, for example, yeah. be able to assure yourself of more sales on a remake than you could on a new IP that might fail. I mean, I'm, I'm sure all these are things that come into the product, the process, you know, the, the development process. But Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can see where you're coming from for sure. Yeah, all right, and then I think uh, Jonesy, you you had one that you were <laughs> yeah itching the, to, the to talk mo- about there. The most important news story <laughs> on the show today, uh, Twitch. Hey, J- Jamie's hiding his face, but you know, what, Jamie, this is going to change our viewing uh, forever. T- yeah, well, we might get more viewers because um, <laughs> because they can't get what they want somewhere else. Twitch have updated their nudity policy, and they've banned underboob. So oh, um, no. No, no more underboob on Twitch. Apparently, um, cleavage is all right. 
I was just looking at. I've just been going through their um, their new new top cleavage. Policy. Yeah, top cleavage is fine. Under no cleavage, si- no side boob, no under boob. They don't message side. They don't uh, mention side boob. I think they mention oh, specifically the under. There you go. There you go, all you Twitch thoughts. I've given you a, a loophole. <laughs> I feel like under boob is is more is more racy than cleavage, so I can see where they're coming from. Well, it's less common, right? And I guess the the less common it is, the more enticing it is. Okay, but this is what I, I don't. I, get. I'm a big fan of under boob. I'll just say that much. Except mm. That's why you're a fan of it. That's why they're banning it, I guess. But this is what I don't <laughs> get because you're still allowed to do like body painting, so they can cover their cover. If you're like a female Twitch streamer who does body painting, you can cover your nipples up with like a pasty thing and then get your tits out, basically. <laughs> Yet you can't then put on a top and just show under boob. How does that work? Such an <sighs> odd thing. So, the, yeah, the real <laughs> challenge is going to be when uh, like Alinity starts streaming, uh, playing a game or whatever. I don't even know if she plays fucking games. I don't watch it but whatever but then she's also like at the same time to maximize her viewership body painting herself uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah when you start <laughs> looking for like loopholes and inconsistencies in the rules around which ways you can <laughs> and can't show your tits on a live stream platform <laughs> you know you're in the weeds in a way that you don't need to be like <laughs> i'm not trying to but, yeah I'm, like saying, I'm not trying to put anyone's livelihoods on the line you make your money the way you make your money but there are plenty of ways good ways to make money doing that stuff that don't involve breaking the terms of service on Twitch. Just head to <laughs> yeah. OnlyFans and roll in the Benjamins. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Just be, just be entertaining, right? But I'll tell you what, like, I want to get some, some of that going. Oh, come Let's on. Oh, there we go. Jesus. Give me their money. Who asked like, for like, that? Like, no, no one wants to watch a, a, a dude streaming with a with a like a deep V. Let's try it next next podcast. Jamie, can you just have a deep plunge under boob? Let's go yeah. under boob. Have a little cut off shirt. No, no, no. Under boob's not allowed. It's top cleavage. But this is YouTube. You can ah. show under boob on, on on YouTube, right? So that maybe that's what go. will happen. Maybe all those streamers will come over I to YouTube. I don't and have that. I don't. I don't have it. Just cut off here. <laughs> I guess I kind of. I don't okay, think hold you, on. I don't if think you, you do if you if you kind of do that and like squeeze them squeeze them out. It, um, all I'm going to say is it doesn't look like what you think it looked like. You don't need to again. <laughs> you don't need any more information than that. But like it doesn't really work the same way. We'll all do it. Cut off tank tops just with under boob showing just right. just below the. Nipple. I'll never I'll never forget one of one of Steph's first days at. Uh, at working at all time gaming and he came with the deepest v i've ever seen anyone <laughs> come into office with. and i mean if you if you know steph you know that that's it was kind of weird to see steph in a deep v i can i can easily picture steph in a v-neck for some reason probably because he oh, it was a, it was a deep v though dude i saw a dude one time i didn't know him but he had like a v so deep that it basically touched his his belt buckle it was that deep <laughs> It's wow. all the way. Yeah, that's called an unbuttoned shirt. Yeah, it wasn't. It was weird. Like, who buys a shirt that's just stitched together at the bottom? I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Him. Maybe it was just like a, a, a shallow V, but then it just got ripped, and he was like, well, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> he just wore it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, look, that's the news. It's been a slow news week, all right? So we <laughs> thought, just to make up a little bit of the time, even though we've been going for about an hour, <laughs> uh, I, I thought it might be interesting to kind of just give a couple of recommendations for what people can play during the uh, the uh, the, apocalypse. the lock the, the the lock-in, right? The, sh- yeah. the shut-in, the end of the, time, uh, the quarantine, the end of, the end of times. Yeah, exactly. The uh, contagion is out there, ravaging the land. So, what can we do? 
So I've put together a few lists. Uh, let, let's just see if you guys kind of agree with my assessments here, okay? But obviously, online games are a big go-to, especially if you're stuck indoors and you can't speak to your friends, go out for a coffee or a beer down at the pub or go to the cinema, whatever. Online games is how you're going to congregate with your friends, especially if they are all gamers. If you right. can't meet so, IRL, then meet on the battlefield. That's what we're saying. How? It, yeah. it's, it's genuinely so, a useful way of getting that social interaction that you might have been missing. Hell yeah! Um, so obviously we've we've got you know the the heavy hitters for me. It's Dota Two and uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, I haven't gotten you guys on on Dota Two yet. Hopefully, not yet. Not one yet. day. No, nope, never. For my birthday, you guys can treat me. Oh, will be little present. You know, that'd be nice. We'll probably still be in lockdown in July, so if I can get used to it. Um, but yeah, Warzone definitely is something that we meet up for every now and then again. Um, Fortnite as well, you know, any any kind of battle royale, I guess, Fortnite, Apex. Fortnite is an interesting one because they just had their uh, next season delayed and everyone's fucking kicking off, aren't they? I think um, if most of the Fortnite players, if it wasn't for like the delay, they probably wouldn't have even realised that there was a lockdown going on because they've just froze there because they're just sitting at home cranking out matches of Fortnite, like <laughs> just yeah, lo- losing time. Yeah, true. Uh, then of course you got your your Minecraft and your GTA Online. I mean, these are obvious ones to me, as it were. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You got you guys got any other recommendations for online? Oh, mate, Star one. Trek Online. Come on now, Star, Star get on Star Trek, Trek online. online. Get yourself mm. a fleet of ships. Travel to some planets. Jamie's not convinced. No, I'm not. Not at all. I never have been. Never <laughs> will be convinced by Star Trek Online. Although you guys aren't going to be convinced by mine. And that's in the last week. I was recently invited to take part in my first session for months of a game mode called Pro Clubs on FIFA which ah, is the yeah. one where you create a club and uh, everyone kind of takes up one position on the pitch uh, and you play together. Right, yeah. right. Um, and there were seven of us, I think, when I jumped back in the other day. And Did you play that with the still, uh, Football Daily crew? Yeah, that was that was with them. Um, and that's right. still a, uh, a ruddy good time. That's got to be uh, good for your um, football fix, because I suppose at the moment, because of the season, you know, no one's playing football, you can't watch it, so... I mean... It is to an extent. It will, nothing will ever replace the real thing, much like sure. you know, we've talked about UFC in recent weeks and how like, <laughs> no amount of pretend fighting will ever replace real fighting. But man, <laughs> it's it's hard to not think about the fact that I do genuinely miss sport. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I hear that. Um, there's a, there's an interesting game, uh, like you say, with the with the FIFA stuff, where you can you control one player on a team mm. and all the other players on a team controlled by someone else. There is a game called Foxhole where uh, yeah. uh, it's almost like a top-down RTS, uh, World War II, and you you control one infantry unit. And mm. you can train that, inf- you can use that infantry unit to r- ride a tank or, you know, pick up a, a bazooka or lob grenades or whatever, but you are just that one dude and it's a massive map with loads of units, and all those units are controlled by other people. So, do you and respawn? I, uh, you do, I haven't yeah. played the game, but it does seem like you respawn. Yeah, but I, you, I, you I have played, played it. it I have played so, Fox, oh, yeah. isn't that just a tactical version of like Call of Duty or Battlefield? Yeah, you play as like one a- soldier, and everyone else in the battlefield is also controlled by oh, a person. It's like um, everyone you I, look at is being controlled by someone. But I think it's cool because it's like more persistent. Uh, 
So it's a pers- persistent world where there are different fronts, right, uh, right. Jonesy? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I can't. I, I mean, it was a while ago that I played it. Also, uh, <laughs> I refunded it on Steam because it was shit. <laughs> I played well, less there, than two there hours. Goes that and I was recommendation. Like, this isn't worth. It was. I, I can see why people got onto it, but it was like I played it for about an hour, and I think it wasn't for me at all. And I was like, refund. Yikes. I'm not playing any more of this. It, it seems to me that it it could be a really cool game if you got a squad of your friends playing that game as well. For sure, for sure, yeah. It's all because you can like you can construct like walls and little things to protect yourselves, and you can like yeah get you know there's tanks and all blah blah blah. Um, and yeah, like you said, Jamie, it's like a tactical top down version of Call of Duty or something like that yeah. with a big map. But no, yeah. not not my cup of tea, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and also, right, like fine if that. Yeah, sorry, I was going to say, the argument that it's better in multiplayer with friends applies to every game ever created. And we sit here as the people that <laughs> have played true. like 15 hours of Sea of Thieves somehow in the last <laughs> three months. Oh, I, I've deleted it from my computer. <laughs> Me <way>. too. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that at this point, it was just taking up space. But hey, that's also a fun game, like if you've got a crew. But you, in that, you see, in that game, you need a crew. You can't just play solo on that. For sure, yeah. yeah. Like, for instance, I could play solo on Warzone. If I wanted, no <laughs> could do solo, play pubs. Okay, so if that's not taking your fancy, guys, then what about games about viruses? See, this if you is really a, want to get stuck into it. This is where it's right? at, Chris, because this is not only yeah. a great game, they're not good, ge- not just good games to play. They're also going to give you a bit of um, an insight into what's going on in the apocalypse and the uh, don't in, say yeah, that lockdown world. You know, don't you know how you that. need to take out your neighbour just in case they come around and try yeah. and take your stash. Exactly. It's basically it's just you, you could consider it as training for our uh, Hell yeah. our near future. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about games like Plague Inc., where you engineer a plague and try and infect as many people as you want. That's really good because you can you can learn a lot about epidemiology with that. So you know, Pla- that's a bit of a dangerous one though, Plague Inc. Because because well, I've played some Plague Inc. as well, and I actually really yeah. I thought it was very cool. Um, but <laughs> so if, if people haven't played it, what you can do is you can change like the infection rate, you can change the um, um, what do you call it, like, mortality rate, uh, to yeah. see like what sort of virus can get the most infection and then kill the most number of people. Um, um, yeah, because if it's if it's too deadly, right, then it won't jump as much from person to person. Exactly, you just outright yeah. kill people. Yeah, and no, but, you want that but also the, the the longer you go being dormant as well as useful, because as soon as they're aware of you, they'll start developing a vi- uh, vaccine. Precisely. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, you need to kind of balance all of those things. And what you realise is COVID nineteen is pretty good at balancing a lot of those things. It doesn't kill too <laughs> yeah. many people. It's not know. too infectious. It's quite I don't, bad. I don't, I don't, I don't want to like jump the gun, but I reckon in let's say 24 months time when there is a hopefully like a somewhat available vaccine we'll look back yeah. on the numbers and if you compared them to plague ink numbers coronavirus would be a pretty weak virus for that game <laughs> hopefully hopefully for sure and then, but yeah. then of course but you you could you could take plague ink and create your own covid call it covid 20 and just see how far you could take it well, should, no, I do that, should i do that yeah. for the remainder of this podcast and have it going in the background do it. Yeah, see, sure. See what it All says. Right. As, as long as you're still going to be front and present, though, Jamie. Well, I'm just going to give it like two symptoms and then like let it go and see what happens. All right, cool. cool Coughing cool. and uh, sore throat. Yeah. So obviously a, a big one, and we speculated that it might be one of the reasons that they may have delayed <laughs> the 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 sequel is The Last of Us Part yeah. One or remastered, if you will, um, because yeah, uh, a a virus, a plague takes over, turns anyone, everyone into freaking 
Click zombies. What was it? The cordyceps Cordyce- virus. Yeah, cordyceps. Yeah. yeah, cordyceps virus. So, you know, if you want to see how people uh, endured the bad side of a pand- <laughs> pandemic, there you go. Play, yeah. play The Last of it, Us. It's weird. Also, a great game. So Yeah, I, it's weird. I've got no actual desire to go back and play The Last of Us necessarily. But all the people who are out there on Twitter being like, I'm so glad The Last of Us 2 got delayed, couldn't possibly play a game like that at the moment. I don't get that argument either. Like, no, I don't get that either. No, where, no, no. where does that come from, that you're so like bothered by everything that's going on that you can't engage or interface with like a, a piece of art or a story or whatever that yeah, is yeah. somewhat similar to what's... I don't know. It's the same place where it comes from that people won't drink Corona beer because it's called Corona. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, what yeah. else have we got from uh, that sort of um, like virusy post-apocalyptic? Right. Okay. So then I thought uh, if we're going with that kind of like zombie kind of virus, then we've also got uh, Telltale Games's The Walking Dead series, yeah. which is you know it's a, it's a good way to spend some time. It's uh, not too heavy on the gameplay, but uh, very a very well told story. Yes, a very a very well told story. Not yeah. much of a yeah. game, but a very well told story. <laughs> and there's a lot of yeah. it as well. So. If ever there were yeah. a time to go and get it all under your belt, so to speak, like now's not a bad time. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Uh, a last one that I've, I want to give a shout out to is uh, Warcraft 3, or if you wanted to support uh, modern day uh, Activision Blizzard, then Warcraft 3 Reforged, because there's obviously a uh, an undead plague that happened in Warcraft 3 that you play as Arthas and you have to purge the land. Uh. Quite a famous scenario. Um, yeah, can you guys think of any other games about viruses that are worth a shout? I don't just want to sort of rattle off um, zombie games, but um, uh, we just talked about it. Shit, was it? The PlayStation exclusive one. Um, Days Gone. Days Gone. What a great time to finish Days Gone if you're like me and haven't finished it. So, um, Fair enough. So, yeah. so a long game that you can get sink your teeth into. I guess that's maybe a good intersect because there are loads of good zombie games so like uh, even world war z i think they are just releasing a deluxe edition and i think it's got yeah. new content as and well. it's been free on the epic store as well like i picked it up yeah so i haven't had a chance to play it yet but that game's always yeah. looked interesting yeah and steph murphy's quite hot on it so you know if, if it's got the uh, the smurf seal of approval <laughs> how bad could it be um but then jamie you were talking about telltale games being like uh, a bit of a time sink or not a sink but like you know it take you a long time to go through all of the episodes that they've released which brings I mean, me on yeah. to the next segment which is long ass games uh, right? we're talking kill some time that's what you really need right oh yeah so we're talking uh legend of zelda breath of the wild witcher 3 skyrim assassin's creed odyssey there are many many more but those are the, some of the top ones that i could think of like you know if you if you played skyrim back in the day you probably would have had a good time at it and you might not have gone back to it even though they've released it on every single platform known to man <laughs> Uh, but hey, you know what? It's it's not a bad time to get back into Skyrim. I'll tell you that much. No, um, yeah, sure. great time. Play it again and Breath again of- on every different console and system that you own. <laughs> Just keep playing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Breath of the you know well because I, I said because Skyrim is still still a fun game no matter how you kind of put it. It's sure. old, but it, it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to give a big shout out to uh, Breath of the Wild just because that that world is so good to kind of be absorbed into. Yeah, exactly, because that, that's the benefit of the amount of time we're talking about right now is that like, it's not just an opportunity to dip in and out of a big open world game. It's a chance to really kind of indulge yourself in one. And like you said, Chris, 
Breath of the Wild is something that benefits from allowing yourself to get lost in it. And if ever there were a time where we could forget all other responsibilities that we have in our life and just <laughs> commit 100% of our uh, brains to a video game, <laughs> then, then it would be now. Tell you what, yeah. it's a in great time to play some Death Stranding. That's a that would be a great game to play. Them. Oh yeah, there you go. Because you get because you're walking outside in the real world. You're not all cooped up, you know. Although, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, Chris. The only, is not Chris. The, it's, yeah, long, okay, it's long. It's a long ass game. <laughs> um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey was another shout out because that game is fucking long and it's good. So yep, it is both those things. That is I feel like, Greek. I feel like more people need to um, put more time into that game. More, more people need to see that game through. I can understand why a 60-hour Assassin's Creed game seems a bit ridiculous at first uh, glance, but it's worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. Uh, all right, and then, uh, Jamie, you wrote, yeah, the greatest story ever told, times two. <sighs> the two greatest <laughs> stories ever told, Chris, because there are two greatest stories ever told. And the reason here we go. I've put both of them I, here... Oh, okay. Can I peek into my crystal ball here? Yeah, yeah. Is is it got anything to do with Metal Gear Solid? One of them is Metal Gear Solid. Can any either okay. of you guess what the other greatest story ever told is? Um, across multiple games. Um, I yeah, sure. Probably from James. Maybe COD. Mafia Two. Wow. Okay. Both interesting shouts. Um, People should ask. Absolutely- oh, I didn't hear Joe. What did Jonesy say? I, I said COD. I can imagine Jamie being like, get into the, you know, get into that actual story and just play one game after the other. Mm. I like I like the Modern Warfare art, but Call of Duty is not the greatest story ever told. Mafia <laughs> Two is a fantastic story, Chris, but it's not what I was thinking yeah. of. Um, I was referring to the Mass Effect trilogy. Oh. Oh, that's a great um, show. Right, okay. Basically, yeah. Like, I'm glad you said trilogy and not a quadrilogy. <laughs> yeah. The, the thinking here was that for as much as uh, having all this free time is an opportunity to go back and play a lot of very long open world games that we discussed earlier, like Skyrim and Breath of the Wild and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, there are also somewhat more linear and manageable games that lots of people haven't played. And I think maybe the reason they haven't is because they're so often seen as part of a series and that they'd maybe be somewhat impenetrable if you didn't give yourself the time to go back and do all of them. And hey, now you got the time to go back and do all of them. Although I put both of them here because for various reasons, they're not always super easy to come by. Like Metal Gear Solid 4 is still really strange about where it does and doesn't pop up. Like I believe it returned to PlayStation Now last year but perhaps only in north america so that's why i didn't want to just say metal gear solid because not everyone will be able to play metal gear solid 4 which is a shame but mass effect is still fairly available like pc copies are still out there xbox copies are still out there and are backwards compatible on the xbox one Uh, i think they're all also a part of ea access so if you just want to sign up to that for a month you'd be able to play all three mass effect games um those are two series that contain, in my opinion, two of the best video game stories told across a series of games ever. So why not experience them? Absolutely. Decent, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, J- uh, Jonesy? Got any ideas for the greatest story? The greatest story ever. Um, oh, you've, you've put them on the spot there. Jonesy, what's oh, the yeah, greatest story ever That's what it's all about. I want to, I want to see him sweat. The greatest story Oh, God. I, do you know what? I don't know. I don't know what my greatest story in gaming would be. I think... Um, uh, we've already said it. I'd probably go over something like Last of Us. For me, that would be the greatest story. Although, yeah, if you can, enough. I don't. It'd be a nightmare to do because you'd have to play it across multiple systems, and I don't think they've been remade. But the Prince of Persia trilogy, 
That oh, one. there it is. There it is. It was only a matter of time. But yeah. hey, I will, let me mention one other because I tell you what, I played a lot of as a kid when I had Time to Kill, and I got this from my granddad because he played so much of it, and that's Tetris. Oh, right, yeah. Um, oh, e- e- even better, take it up to Tetris 99. Hell yeah. Why? Because it's one of, well, any of the Tetrises, even the old like, original ones, because it's one of those games that you can pick up, you can play, and you can just play again and again and again and again, and you just get better and better or worse or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But just keep plugging away, and it's one of those where you sort of play against yourself. You're not having to worry about anything else, and you can just lose a shitload of time doing it, and you can um, you can get something out of it not in bad. the end. You can become a, a Tetris whiz. Yeah, I guess that could go with any kind of like the uh, .io games like Agario or Slidario. You know, it's a, a nice kind of mindless kind of game to kind of just get stuck into, right? Yeah, those ones are a little bit weird because you're you're playing against you're you're still playing against a computer, right? You're playing against other opponents, whether they're AI, yeah. or whether they're. But I think the one thing I think the beauty of Tetris is it's almost like like playing something like a chess against yourself or against a computer, right? Yeah, where yeah, you're yeah. just playing like a pre pre given like difficulty levels of a game and you can and it's just you trying to improve your your tactics and your technique and everything which is what, which yeah, is what i've always you. loved about tetris because i think it is just that it's just you and the speed that those bastard blocks fall <laughs> so the the nice thing about tetris i guess is uh it, it could be considered a bite-sized game right like you could play it for as long or as little as you like and still get a good amount of enjoyment exactly out of it. yeah so that could lead us to bite-sized games as well, whether it's a case of, hey, you can finish this game in a single sitting, or it's a very nice game to drop in and out of. Yeah, I've got one of them, and you're going to hate me for saying it. Let's hear it. <laughs> that you can drop in and out of whenever you want. Get your Switch, turn it on. Death Stranding. <laughs> play, no, play for 15 minutes. Where is this going, Jonesy? Animal Crossing. Just get on there, oh, play for 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah. I, do you I know mean, what? I get it. For this for this sort of situation, I do get it. Get yeah. on there, do a bit of um, uh, mining, do a bit of uh, resource collection, build some stuff for your little house. You know, pay Tom Nook a billion quid for um, something else <laughs> that he's indebted you for. I'm not going to argue with that. Like, I mean, it seems like Animal Crossing has become a lot of people's go-to quarantine game. It's keeping a lot of people sane and entertained in these strange times. So yeah, that's one of those, A, it ain't for me, but it's for someone. So, yeah. uh, What about, like, games where you can finish in a single sitting? Uh, the thing that kind of prompted this entry yeah. is, uh, for me, was Inside. Okay. Yeah. It's such a great one. Finish it in one sitting. Really cool. And I think we were talking about it before we started rolling, but the benefit of these games at times like these is because if you try to queue up too many Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Breath of the Wild style games back to back to back, uh, it's not necessarily that fatigue sets in, but I think sometimes being in a cycle of playing very long games or games that are hard to finish or games that have no finish, you sort of rob yourself of that feeling of like what it's like to complete a game and that sense of achievement. And yeah, I think sometimes that, that Alex Jones syndrome. I, Absolutely. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So being able <laughs> yeah. to sit down and play a game in an afternoon, I think other games I've finished in a, in an afternoon. A lot of those sort of first person adventure games like Firewatch and Gone Home, they are all super oh, yeah, doable yeah. in like. Two uh, or what th- remains three of Edith Finch? Hours. Yeah, exactly. Edith Finch was easily a sitting one sitting game. Um, that's just a really nice the- feeling to just to say I completed a game, I rolled credits, and now I've almost like 
hit refresh and I can move on. Yeah, yeah. I just thought one that might be quite fun, um, if you've never played the Stanley Parable, because that yeah. game finishes oh, yeah. a billion times and you could do a run-through in 10 minutes and get a finish and then you can play again and you can play for 20 minutes or you know what, you could play for two hours and then like find a ludicrous amount of things. And I think that might be quite, quite yeah. a fun one, yeah. I've got another one for you. Yeah. The original Portal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd, if I hadn't played that, it'd be a great thing to yeah. pick up and play right back. Or Portal, 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 yeah, Portal 2, especially if you have a buddy to play with. Cracking game. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the best games. And I guess uh, a, a lot of bite-sized games also kind of, on the Venn diagram, they kind of intersect with indie gems, which I think is the last kind of thing we're going to talk about here. So I mentioned that I've been playing some Risk of Rain 2, a uh, great little indie game, uh, kind of, a subgenre of that that I really like are roguelikes and roguelites. Um, great time to get into those, you know. Uh, pile away at them for a bit, leave them, come back. You know, you've unlocked some more stuff. You you get a really good sense of progression. Uh, a big shout out, of course, to Dead Souls. Yeah, because that game, man, that game phenomenal, is so fucking phenomenal cool. video game. And you can play that for as long or as little as you like, and still get enough out of it for it to be great. Any other kind of indie gems that you guys are you you want to tout? Um, uh, I don't know. Um, I guess I haven't really played too many recently. I, whenever you people say indie gems, I'm always for some reason reminded of that era of like, it must've been around 2013 where there were just a whole like wave of critically acclaimed indie games. I remember the ones being like papers, please hotline, Mammy, FTL. Oh yeah. yeah. Fez. Um, I know you'll go. We're going back a number of years, but like a lot of those games stand the test of time. Um, so, yeah, and the thing is that yeah. they're going to be so dirt cheap to buy now. For yeah. sure, like, yeah. Why not? Like you bought a couple the other day, Chris. You bought Katana Zero. You bought um, Hol- well, Hollow Katana Zero Hollow Knight. and Hollow Knight. Like so, Hollow Knight. Yeah, but that, that's like easier, like a fifty-hour game. Yeah, if exactly. You want it to be. Yeah, so keep an eye out for things like that. Like there are some quality little games out there for not to much tie, money. To tie the two together, indie games and long games, I played a stupid amount of Broforce back in the day. And that's <laughs> that's definitely like a, a little indie game you can dip in and out but spend a shitload of time playing. Um, Especially co-op, right? Yeah, for sure. Like it's, it's, a, it's a fun little kind of like mindless, easy dopamine hit kind of game to play at this sort of time, I think. And I guess uh, indie gems and long-ass games, uh, there's another game that directly relates to you, Alex Jones. Go on. Can you guess? Indie gems and long ass games. No, it's No Man's Sky. Oh, we were talking about it. Yeah, blimey, just for the <laughs> podcast because they've just had another re- their another release, their mech mech update. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, if ever there was a game you haven't dipped in since it came out and you wanted to see what they've made of it now, I mean they've changed that game in a billion ways and all for the better. So yeah, de- definitely, <laughs> definitely get on uh, get on No Man's Sky. Hell yeah! All right, and to to round, round off this segment, I'm gonna I want to ask you guys to choose if you had to only so the apocalypse happens you can't go outside because it's all fucking radioactive covid 35 or whatever it is all right and you have to stay in and you can only ever play one game oh, what game would no. it be what is your desert island game that's so tough mm. man <laughs> i don't i don't think i've got a good answer and let's let's say let's say that uh, the internet is down. The internet's so down. Also, it's down. Yes, yeah, so you can't play multiplayer games. Um, <sighs> that's so tough. Um, is there a good answer for that? It's basically just going to have to be not. something that like you're never going to get bored of. I oh, know. 
Cooking Mama oh, Cookstar. That's what I'd go with. Oh, he's nailed it. Cooking he's Mama nailed Cook. it. Are all other forms of media available in this time? Like, am I still... <laughs> Just watch telly. <laughs> no, but... Yeah, no, no. Because if, <laughs> yes, like... Yeah, all, all other media is available, okay. but... Because for yeah, a second, just... though, I was trying to get clever, and, like, if this was a world where, like, for some reason, music was eradicated, then I'd just pick, like, Rock Band and buy all the DLC. <laughs> so I just had thousands of songs. Ooh, well, rock, rock Band's not a bad like, uh, yeah. shout, you know? Rock That's Band, if you had every single song that was ever added to the marketplace, like, maybe. Like, what's you're the gonna, one with like, like, Rocksmith or whatever, like... Yeah, the that one was the one we learned the real guitar. They all had a full band by the end. Oh, right, okay, yeah, so any of them, yeah, that'd be great. I'll be up sure, that. Um, that could be my answer then. Thanks, lads. Oh, there you go. All right, so <laughs> fucking hell. I guess uh, I don't know. Super Mario Galaxy Two. There we go. What? No, and that's such that, a rubbish. Yeah. No, you, you got you, you justify Shocking. it. Shocking. Well, uh, he wants, he wants to play it a thousand times. Yeah. No, it's probably because it's a game that I can play a thousand times. Hmm. By the way. Um, do you want to know how my coronavirus yes. got on? Yes. Oh, yes. So your corona. The good news is, I don't know if this is going to play, but the coronavirus was defeated. Nice. Oh, okay. um, well, that's good the news. Coronavirus that, that was eradicated. Well for the human race. Yeah. Yeah. Here's Thank the goodness. bad news about the coronavirus that I created. So I tried to keep everything else consistent. Um, like it spread through the air. Um, it's, it yeah. originated in China. And the only... Um, uh, what's the symptoms I gave it to start with were like coughing, sneezing, and fever. Uh, a bunch of other stuff mutated along the way in a way that's hopefully unrealistic. So the bad <laughs> news is that before coronavirus was eradicated in the version that I've just done, 100% of the global population contracted it. 100%. Wow. Every How many people died? Um, about uh, basically over a billion people, around fifteen percent of the global population died of my version of coronavirus. Holy shit! And a, a cure took um um it took four hundred and seventy five days from the start. <laughs> so it's when you find out every time they say we're being led by the science, what they mean is someone's playing Plague Inc. <laughs> They're just like trying. To <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. God. <laughs> So scientist yeah. gets gets into work, puts on his like white coat, <laughs> takes out his iPhone, launches plaguing. Also, apparently that was a oh, one star yeah. performance. I thought infecting the entire Dude, population of the world. A billion was people good died. Of course, it was one star. Yeah, but you got to remember, like this is a game designed around wiping out the entire entirety of humankind. In which case, I yeah. was you know I only did fifteen. I got fifteen out of a hundred percent. Yeah, but a hundred percent infection rate. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I, that I was impressive. quite proud of that. Oh. Well done. Just All right. Well, uh, with that, I'm going to prompt everybody listening or watching to let us know in the comments down below or just send us messages on uh, social media at Super Show Pod and let us know what games you are playing during the lockdown or even better yet, what are your Desert Island games? What's the one game that you would play in the event of an apocalypse? Uh, and with that, we need a code word to see ourselves out. What you guys got? Uh, any ideas what about desert island dicks desert island dicks That's us. I fucking love right now, it we have three desert island dicks so there you go three desert island dicks yeah. I like it yeah alright and with that thank you so much for watching if you're watching on YouTube or listening if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice don't forget we're a five star podcast and we'll see you next time see ya <laughs>